Before we get started, let's talk about what's new at Cold Wax Academy. Rebecca and Jerry have just launched their fall quarter of live online sessions with a special focus this time on member participation. Plus, innovative sessions on a variety of other topics such as photographing your artwork and using Procreate. This month also marks the beginning of Cold Wax Academy's third year of teaching sessions, meaning that the member library now has over 80 recordings and other instructional documents available for members. To access this wealth of information and to take part in upcoming live sessions, please visit the membership page at coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for one of two levels of memberships available. That's coldwaxacademy.com. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. In this episode, we are talking about influences of place. The influence of specific locations on creative work is important among many kinds of artists, from plein air painters to site-specific sculptors. On today's podcast, Rebecca talks about the ways responding to certain places has impacted her own abstract work over the years, and specifically how this has evolved in recent years since her move to New Mexico. We hope that her thoughts invite contemplation of your own influences from both your home environment and your travels. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So this episode is a little bit of a follow-up to some that we did um, quite a while ago, episode uh, 42, and I think the one before it. Um, yeah, that we is going way back. Way back, and it was interesting to listen to that. And and there I was talking about the influence of place, and I was talking about um, how to approach it basically through sort of intuitive play, um, being open to influences, And when I listened to it again, I thought, you know, I really have deepened my own understanding of this uh, in the intervening time. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of reflect again about that influence of place. And one of the things that I noticed in that episode was, um, and you brought it up, well, what about, uh, you know, being uh, influenced by places the place where you live, places close by, because that one was really, the topic was really about travel. And that's really what I was, you know, focused on. But but the point about your home environment, <clears throat> what's nearby was, was a good one. And we sort of touched on it and went on. And now that, um, now that I live in New Mexico, I feel that my ideas about how place influences me they're much more about where I am now, where you know what I see every day outside, and and also my other big influence is um, from the west coast of Ireland, where listeners will know I go pretty often once a year, and so in terms of you know uh, ideas for my art that that plays in as well pretty strongly because I've been there so many times to the same place. So in a way it's, it is similar. It's a place that's familiar to me and it's a place that I go deeper into um, when I go, it's not new and novel. And I think the uh, kind of the feeling of the last podcast was about those things you notice when you're going somewhere new and how they excite you and impact you and so on. And it's really a different experience to be, impacted by things that they're part of your everyday life and 
Uh, and I don't think it matters if you are um, drawn to where you live and you're you're interested in it on some level for your art. It doesn't matter where that is. It's it's your feeling about it. So it could be you know your own backyard wherever you live. It could be a nearby park or somewhere you go, or it could be what you're basically surrounded by with a lot of different aspects, which is the situation here in New Mexico. And it is, you know, this place is is pretty amazing. But I guess I'm just saying it doesn't have to be extraordinary and amazing for you to to find a lot there. Um, I think about a instructor of mine in college who unfortunately re- recently died, Teet Raid, and he would go out um, and he lived, you know, in a small town in Wisconsin on a, a large pond or a small lake or something, but he would go out there in his kayak or canoe and and just get ideas from the kind of growth along the edge of the water. And there were a lot of pieces that he did, paintings that had to do with that intersection of the, the calm water and the the tangled growth along the edge of the of the water. And it was, you know, literally in his backyard and something that was somewhat ordinary, you know, a little little pond, but he was getting so much out of it. And my friend Sally Bowker, who's a photographer, I have always admired how she goes out into the woods and around her house and she sees things in the woods, in that kind of tangled growth and uh you know what what some of us would sort of screen out i suppose well it's woods you know <laughs> and she is absolutely seeing things and photographing them in a way that lets us know she is seeing she's noticing and finding this very special quality in again just about literally her backyard and so i think that you know that's kind of deserves talking about that's kind of what i want to kind of want to go into today is that you know, noticing. And, and travel is also great. And and as we're recording this, I am starting to pack for my residency in Portugal. <laughs> so at the same time that I'm getting ready to go somewhere completely new and expect to be responding to the novelty of it and the, the impact that you get when you travel, at the same time, I'm thinking, yeah, and I I'm getting so much from home, too. Um, so it's kind of, I think that's why it's come to mind is that kind of juxtaposition of the familiar place, the unfamiliar place, uh, that's kind of happening in my mind right now. So is, uh, so Portugal is a, is a new location for you? It is right. I have never been there and I don't, you know, I've been trying to read about it. I've been learning a few polite words in the language, but it's going to be completely new to me. And and we are recording this before I go. The uh, actual production and, and um, publication of this will be while I'm there. But, uh, you know, I'll report back when I, when I get home again and, and see how that went. And there is so much excitement in terms of the art when you go somewhere new. That is, that is for sure. Um, and some Do of the things... Actively- do you actively seek out new locations then when you're looking, am I going to travel someplace? Well, let's mm-hmm. go someplace new. You know, it's always um, kind of a decision. And I, you know, I'm 
aware that I, I feel very grateful to be able to travel. And so when the opportunity is there, there is a little bit of tension between do I want to go to somewhere that I really liked before or do I want something new? And the fact that I do go to Ireland uh, every year basically kind of fills that desire to go back to the same place. So I I would say in terms of, you know, going forward, if I do more artist residencies, I'll probably be, you know, looking at different new places that would, you know, that call to me that seem exciting. And Portugal was suggested to me by uh, a student actually a few years ago when I was teaching and she had come back from there and said, oh, you, you know, you really got to go. And I started reading about it and learning a little bit. And and then I noticed, well, <laughs> when I start to think about a country, I look up, are there artist residency programs there? And there was this one that just looked so interesting where I'm going, the Obras Foundation. And it's um, it's not in Lisbon. It's it's out in um, the middle, more or less the middle of the country, east of Lisbon, a couple of hours. And it just looks amazing. It's, you know, in a beautiful area. And there are some uh, ancient ruins around there and things that I love. So, And, and the uh, marble quarries is an area where they uh, marble has been um, quarried there for a long time. And so there are these huge, uh, you know, rock cuts exposing the marble. And I think that's a little distance from where I'm going, but I think I'm going to be able to get there and see that. Yeah, so you're looking for things in this new country then that, that connect with your work already. This things <laughs> that you know that you're interested in that have relevance to your work. And that is exactly it, yeah. And, and so that's, that's, I think, what's changed over time is kind of knowing what I'm looking for and then seeing if a place resonates with that, as far as I can tell, of course, you never really know till you go. But yeah, I was. It was kind of like, oh, checklist, check. You know, ancient, ancient ruins, check. Interesting rocks. You know, <laughs> I mean, these, these things I love, and uh, kind of a, I believe, kind of an arid environment, um, and so it was all like right away, okay, I can see how this will connect with my work. And I've, you know, I have been places that didn't particularly impact my work, even though I thought they were beautiful, or, you know, I enjoyed being there. Um, they didn't, I didn't connect in that way. And, and actually, that's kind of how Wisconsin got for me, you know, where, where we used to live. Uh, it was certainly beautiful. And, um, and when I first started to um, paint from the landscape, and they were more referential images at that point, um, somewhat abstracted, but landscape, clearly landscape, that was all about Wisconsin. It was about the, the fields and the trees and the light and things like that that were really beautiful to me. And, and yet as time went on and I started to develop my work more, at some point, I recognized uh, that that it it wasn't feeding me anymore, <laughs> you know. That and that's kind of when I started to want to travel more, and and direct myself towards what would interest me in my work. So it was, you know, it was a process. Um, 
And so uh, right now, working, working here in New Mexico, when I think about this influence of place, it seems so integral now. It just seems like part of what I do. And it's, it's something, you know, I see it every single day. On some level, I'm taking it in. Uh, whereas um, when I travel, yeah, it's a it's an experience. Going to Ireland is interesting because I kind of I find myself paying attention to certain things, different things when I go. Like you know, maybe one time I'm really looking at the beach or the rocks on the beach, and another time I'm really tuned into the bog or something, and that just kind of happens. I think it's time of year or whatever prompted me to get involved in looking at something. But it is a rich environment. There's a lot there. And that is, that's true here. But as I started out saying, I, I know and admire people who find that richness where they are. And that connection to their, their home just seems really, um, it seems really meaningful to me. And I suppose I'm, I'm finding that now that I've moved here. So it's a, it's a shift. Um, and I noticed when I was in that earlier podcast, I think there were two that I was referring to, but they were one after the other. I I seemed kind of unsure about how to describe this um, translation, I suppose, of observing a place and having it come into my painting. And in that case, again, it was about travel. And it's just kind of, oh, you know, there was just sort of this, oh, take it in and then let it come through intuitively. Well, that is that is good advice. Um, there was some advice about trying to avoid preconceptions or sort of, um, I don't know, illustrating obvious place uh, identifiers or icons. You know, if you're if you're uh, in a certain place that everybody talks about this river or this something, you know, you feel like, oh, I have to put that in there, <laughs> you know, right. like I'm, t- I'm talking about kind of avoiding that stuff in the podcast. Um, and also I talked about using natural materials, picking up um, dirt and things and using them in the work. And that is something I plan to do in Portugal because I, I really like that connection. But overall in that podcast, it's sort of a, it was like the place was something I was sort of slapping on top of the work and, and trying to, um, it wasn't, didn't feel integrated. And the work itself that, you know, I was doing was interesting. But maybe, as you were saying um, earlier, I wasn't connecting it enough uh, to what I do normally. And that's, there's two sides of that. I mean, you want to try new things when you're in a new place. But finding a connection to your voice and what you do is really, I mean, I I find that more meaningful. So let's take a minute to talk about what deals are currently available from Blick. Right now, the Old Holland oils are 40% off. So if you love Old Holland oils, now is a great time to pick some up. To take advantage of that special and to support the Messy Studio Podcast, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. That's our affiliate link. It takes you straight through to the regular Blick website. But when you use our affiliate link, Blick will donate 10% of your purchase to the Messy Studio Podcast. This is 
tremendously important. So please make sure to bookmark our affiliate link and use it when it's time for you to order art supplies. Once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. All right, let's get back into the show. Yeah, I think that there is a tendency, a natural tendency when we travel to to seek out things that we like. And and yeah. I think that there's certainly a, a natural uh, wish to integrate things that we like into our art practice. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't think that those things are... I think it all comes very naturally. I think it's it's something uh, that doesn't need necessarily intention to do so. It's something that's just going to happen, right? And when you know when there is travel, I think you you end up with this really interesting mix of what's familiar if you are you know sort of naturally tying it into your interests and what you do, and complete and utter novelty you know and and just just uh you know the 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 frame of mind it puts you in when you're surrounded by things you've never seen or people speaking a language that you don't understand and cultural things that can seem quite mysterious that is all part of it you know and so that that mixture when you travel is exciting that's that's what I'm you know excited about so this kind of interaction of familiarity and and novelty I think the familiarity part of it 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 leads to it enhances your your visual language um because you're you are connecting it with things you know and when you're working around from whatever you see all the time at home, whatever is your home environment, you're having these repeated observations. They can go deeper. You know, there's a familiarity, but there's also a depth to looking at things over and over. And as Teet Ray, the guy I mentioned earlier, was was quite famous for saying, you know, there's a difference between just looking at things and really, really seeing them. And he was he was always advocating to really see things in nature, and you can certainly you know do that anywhere. So that that interplay with you know then the the aspect of novelty, and that hopefully novelty is also present in your home environment if you're really looking, you know, you're really seeing. I mean, you're you're noticing oh right now at this moment the light on that rock or something you know and so there's always changes there's always changes with the seasons um if you go out walking you see different things every single time so um that's that's the exciting part to me i think is that mixture of what i know what i kind of know in a deep way from exposure to it and what is always changing what's always new in relationship to place to what i see around me um well and as you point out it it seems like um you know when you uh when when you're within a different culture you're exposed to a different language that novelty is is unavoidable you are going to be pushed out of your comfort zone and that can certainly be uh, quite beneficial when when you're choosing what to do and where to go in a new place i uh, you, you said earlier that there is you, you do try to select things that um, already have some alignment with your work. Do you also go out of your way to seek out things that you wouldn't normally do? I yes, I think 
you know, that is one of the joys of being in a new place. Any opportunity to experience something about the culture, uh, something about the place is, I always try to, to take advantage of that. And, you know, sometimes to be surprised to discover something that I didn't know about at all um, is, is wonderful. And, you know, there's always, always that opportunity. A long time ago, when I first started uh, going on residencies and things, I sort of, I made a little vow to myself. And I said, if someone asks me to do something here, somebody, uh, a local person who knows the area and is part of the culture, if they ask me to do anything, to show me something, I'm going to do it if I possibly can. <laughs> that sounds like a, a a good intention to do. Yeah, it's just kind of like that's my ground rule. Um, do you find yourself? Did you ever find yourself in situations that that you would have never volunteered for, but you you ended up <laughs> getting something out of it? Maybe you didn't quite enjoy it, but you found it beneficial. Uh, well, the first one that comes to mind isn't really a visual experience, but I was invited uh, to dinner in Barcelona by someone who was giving me a ride from the artist center where I was staying, and I needed to get back to Barcelona to come home. And I ended up, this young guy, I ended up going to his house for lunch. And the experience of that was incredible because... Uh, it was very challenging to me as a vegetarian because that was not a concept that the uh, the people in the household really had, and so I was I was given foods that were, uh, mm, yeah, I, I dealt with it. Not but vegetarian. It was, uh, yeah, like a like a pasta uh, a pasta soup where the broth was made from meat, you know, and it just things like that, and I'm just like doing my best, you know, and then. The the house was, it, it, I guess the experience of being in a very wealthy home in Barcelona with servants and all this stuff, it was, it was a peek into a side of that culture that I hadn't seen that was very interesting. Um, the house was full of art and, you know, it was amazing. I guess the funniest thing was uh, the, uh, the, the guy's mother thought that we were a couple and that I that he was bringing home his new girlfriend, which of course was absolutely not the case, and was quite embarrassing to deal with because of the language barrier. I think this guy was doing his best, but <laughs> that part of it was funny. So it was just, you know, this this being all of a sudden for an afternoon in a in a very unfamiliar culture was really interesting. Um, but I've also, oh, I think of a time in Italy when the it was very, very hot, and the people in the workshop that I was teaching, we were all invited to go to this park nearby, and in the park, there was a sensory trail that um, had been set up through the water, so that was like a trough of water that went in kind of a circle, and underneath, uh, under the water, what you were walking on was a variety of different textures, and you took off your shoes and you walked through the water and you were walking on maybe something very smooth and then a few feet later there'd be something really rough and it was it was meant to be sort of therapeutic and like i said just a sensory experience well i had never heard of such a thing 
it was really interesting. I just loved it. You know, I think everyone did. We just quietly walked around and tuned into what was happening under our feet. So, you know, things like that. It's not anything I would have, you know, looked up in a guidebook or anything like that. And so a lot of stories, you know, a lot of things that have have happened. Um, and I, I think basically these artist residencies, when you choose them in a in a location that you think you're going to be attracted to, once you get there, there's going to be way more than you imagined in this in that realm. You know, I mean, uh, just you know, when I first went to Spain, I knew it was a remote village in the Pyrenees. What I did not imagine was the spectacular uh, views of the mountains, the way the light was falling, the fact that the village was all made out of slate. It just there were all these little details that were so fascinating. Do you find that um, uh, the the residencies connect you more with with locals than what you would get from a typical travel experience? Oh uh, yes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for one thing, you're staying for quite a while, and the people that are running the residency are locals and they're connected to local culture. Sometimes they're not actually from that area. I believe the people that run um, the residency where I'm going now are from the Netherlands, but they've certainly been in Portugal a long time and they're connected. And um, yeah, you, you meet people, you, you meet the local villagers, all that stuff. And it's um, if you're open to, I mean, I think if you're open to it, and, you know, are curious, then you find these things happening. Uh, every, I think everywhere I've been, there's been some opportunity to interact with the, the village, the town, the, you know, different people that just live there. Do you ever venture kind of outside the, the bounds of, of the residency? Go, go seek out experiences other than what's provided for you? Um, yes, for sure. Um, I remember the first time I was in Ireland, um, there was there's several um, really ancient sites. Uh, Newgrange is the most famous one, but it was it wasn't part of the residency. It was about probably I'm thinking forty or fifty miles away, and some of us got together and hired a, somebody to drive us there so that we could experience that. So I I think it's it is nice to you know, know what's around you and take some time to do that. And in terms of, you know, that influence on what you're doing, that is part of the place, obviously. It's not just right where the residency is, but it's, it is pulling in things from the culture, the history, things around you that support your understanding of the whole place and what you can bring back with you to your home and then hopefully connect there with what you learned, what you've seen. Um, so it's, it's an interesting process to travel and integrate these things. Some of them don't find their way into your work, of course, you know, but some of them do in kind of, well, I guess sort of odd ways you wouldn't expect. So, <laughs> um, Anyway, travel is always invigorating. Um, it, it just kind of wakes you up. It wakes up your senses and your thoughts and your emotions. Um, 
And while you're there, oftentimes that novelty factor takes over, that unfamiliarity. And, you know, then you come back to the familiar. How does that resonate? Or if you never travel, how does your familiar find in find its way into your work? So, you know, we're kind of talking about two different things, but they are related. If you can, if you can wake up your senses at home, you know, if you can tune into the things that are very familiar in a different way, I think that's that's probably the deepest resonance of of place. And I, I realized at some point a few years ago, I taught a workshop in in Taos. I could taught a couple of them there, which is only thirty miles from where I, I live now, it's, and it's a beautiful town. But I didn't live here then. That was I wasn't familiar with the area. But the workshop was set up as exploring a sense of place, right? And that's about the time I think that we were doing that podcast. So I was sort of grasping for how do you how do you pick up on a sense of place when you're only there um, a few days? Well, I've come to think it's it, it it's totally in the realm of that novelty you know (laughs) and and the things that strike you as being new and different and novel that's what that's what that workshop was really about was getting people to notice the surroundings but in later years in retrospect I thought a true sense of place it comes from something you really know you know something you experience and live in uh, whether for a month or whether for years, you get to the point where you're, you know, you're you're really starting to feel part of it, and then it's entering your work in a more organic way, a more natural way, and tied in with who you are and what you want to say. Do you have any uh, resources that you recommend when you're traveling for seeking out either either these new novel experiences or things that, that have a familiarity that you you know you'll be able to draw from and incorporate into your work? Uh, I guess for me, it it does start with wanting to go to a particular country or location. Just kind of knowing. I mean, another one on my hopeful for the future list is Iceland. I mean, I've. I know enough about it or seen enough pictures about it, I read about it to know, okay, I think I would really resonate with Iceland. So, you know, I, I sort of start from there. And then there are there's a website called ResArtist, R-E-S-A-R-T-I-S uh, dot org that lists residencies in every country, every situation, urban, rural, uh, one person, 20 people there, you know, a whole range of these places. And then if I had a specific uh, area that I wanted to see, I'd look for a residency program there and see if it seemed like a good fit. Um, and once I'm in a place, I just take advice, you know, I just listen to people. And if somebody says, you really have to see this thing, this place, um, I'll try to do that somehow. Do you ever uh, kind of do the same thing with the area where you live? Kind of see what, <laughs> if you were there as an artist in a, at a residency, what would you be yes. doing? Yes, I do. And that's that's one of the things I love about New Mexico is I can, I know people come here. I know people come here 
as artists who experience the area. And I think, okay, well, that's me and I'm here long term. Uh, so it's part of why I hike a lot um, and have an interest in exploring the whole area. And, you know, it's it's such a luxury to feel that I can I can do that over time. I don't have to pack it all into a few weeks or something. And so that yeah, definitely. And 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 I know artists here and listen to them when they say, "Oh, there's some great petroglyphs you have to see" or something like that and then try to do it. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea too um to to seek out people with with other cultures and other languages in your own area just mm-hmm. as a as a way to you know try something new, draw something, draw out some new experience. Um yeah, I I'm personally I'm lucky enough to live in a place where there's a lot of different cultures here and a lot of different languages being spoken. And I kind of make it a habit to to do what you do and say yes to things and people invite mm-hmm. me to something or or offer me something. So I just just before we recorded, I was over at my next door neighbor's house and he's from Ukraine and he speaks very little English, but we communicate with uh, the Google Translate app. Oh, um, and yeah. so we, we have full conversations like that. And as I'm over there, he offers me lunch. And so, of course, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll have lunch with you, sure. And so he gave me, um, he said it was a Ukrainian-style sandwich. It was uh, it was an open-faced sandwich with butter and cheese on it uh, and served with maple syrup <laughs> and, and with black tea. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, not something I would, not a combination I would have ever put together. But, hey, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, but, uh, that's great. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I'm going to say yes, you know, and, and, uh, the, yeah, there's also uh, a, a lot of uh, Jamaican people here um, and uh, just just a lot of different cultures and languages. And I, I just always try to say yes to people when they they offer me to to experience what they're doing. Um, in, yeah, in the way it's that a they great attitude. Life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know that in New Mexico, uh, you know, there's there's a, a tremendous native community. Um, and then there's also a tremendous Hispanic community. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities there to, yeah. to interact with people kind of outside of your your normal circle. I yes, I agree. And it it's it's just a fascinating and refreshing part of this part of the country to have that influence, that variety, that range of different cultures here is um yeah. It's one of the reasons I really like being here. Besides the all the visual stuff, but you know, it's just that openness to to your surroundings, whatever they may be. Um, I don't know. I I think artists access that in so many different ways, and you can also sort of recognize that you're not being fed by your current environment, depending on what it is and what you're interested in, and if you're not being fed by it in your work that i mean that's what led me originally to start going to artist residencies and just that desire to experience something that was was sort of calling to me and i think to understand that and recognize that is is fine sometimes i remember i've already referenced him twice but i remember this teacher of mine teet raid saying why do you need to why do you need to travel? You have everything right here. I mean, it was it was an, kind of a, a statement that stayed with me. And I thought, well, 
it was kind of critical, like, you know, because he was, he was obviously sourcing everything from very close by. But it was a question, and I considered the question, and, and that's how I came to answer it over time was I kind of know what, what influences my work, what, what impacts me, what interests me, and I'm going to seek that out. And I think that's, you know, if you get anything from this podcast <laughs> in terms of advice, I mean, I've talked a lot about my own experiences, but in terms of advice, that's that's what I say. If You know, seek it. If it's not there for you, if there's any way you can travel to find it um, and then relate it to everything you already know and care about, I think that's really important. Do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Well, that and... Um, I would say when when an artist has a strong interest in their environment and and place, you know, we kind of use place as this broad term meaning, you know, where you are, what's around you. It does evolve over time to understand what that is and how to work with it. And so when I wanted to talk about this today, it was interesting um to look at the changes in the past few years in terms of my own attitudes and changes in my work um, because of where I am. And, and I was kind of surprised in listening to those earlier episodes that that place seemed more like sort of an outside idea that I wanted to apply to my work rather than something that was just there, that was embedded, that was central to my work. So I'm, I'm pleased to see how this has changed over time for me and I'm interested in where it's going and how it will change in the future um, and I would say if you're listening to this and you're interested in the whole topic of place um, just you know consider what is your relationship to the place you are to the places you'd like to experience and is it changing is it growing the more you understand the places that are meaningful to you all right, well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out rosstickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.